I suppose it's downright un-American of me to admit that I've never been much for the RV lifestyle. For the most part, it was never financially within reach for my family, but also I've never been drawn to the idea of spending vacation time crammed into a small space with friends and family, which I guess is the same reason I avoid cruise ships. But I recently had the opportunity to spend a night in an Airbnb camper, and I really enjoyed it. Would I want to live there? No. But it was a great opportunity to be a listener again, and to rediscover my beginner's ears. I'm Gabriel Gould, and this is Burning the Thrushes, a podcast about what we hear when we listen. Really listen. on the banks of the Susquehanna River, where it flows through the southern tier of New York. Although near to a house and some campsites, the camper was situated for maximum privacy and gave the feeling of being deep in the woods. The camper itself was full of tiny house charm and fun for one person, although to my previous point, I can't imagine spending an extended period of time in it by myself let alone with multiple humans. Small spaces, it seems, actually push people to live outdoors more, which is why tiny houses don't function as well in areas with full-on winters, like Pennsylvania, where I live. But it was August when I visited the camper, so I ended up spending a lot of time sitting, eating meals, and, most importantly, listening outdoors. I built a fire there, at first because it just seemed like the thing to do, but I ended up being glad I did, as the sound of it crackling and popping helped calm my jangled nerves. The fire encouraged a slower pace for my thoughts, in part because, while watching the flames, I became aware that they appeared to move in slow motion. I caught the twittering of goldfinches and the squawking of flickers on my recorder, It being summer, there was the constant accompaniment of singing insects, crickets, katydids, grasshoppers, and one of my favorite summer sounds, cicadas. I remember as a child asking what that sound was and finding it hard to believe that it was caused by a bug and not something electrical. The sheer volume of sound that a single cicada makes has always impressed me. In the same way that bumblebees don't seem like they should be able to fly, although obviously they can, cicadas don't seem like they should be able to produce the decibels they can, although evidently they do. And speaking of loud sounds... After a busier summer than expected, it was good to be reminded of the power of active listening, not just for sheer enjoyment, but also as a means to slow things down. 
encourage reflection, distract from inner turmoil, and engage in some productively unproductive moments. Our culture pushes us to produce, to contribute, to be constantly on the move, and listening, especially deep listening, is an important counterbalance to this pressure. And while, in my humble opinion, soundscapes filled with non-human sounds are more valuable in this role, the beauty is that you can do this anywhere. You can be in the woods, or at work, or on the Brooklyn Bridge, or Piccadilly Circus, it really doesn't matter, as long as you take a moment to listen. One of my favorite and most therapeutic exercises is simply to count all of the component sounds in your surrounding soundscape. They're always more than you expect, and the process of doing so requires you to focus your attention on your world, to isolate each piece of the soundscape, and then to orally step back and hear the whole thing, with your own sounds as part of it. It places you, both physically and sonically, in your environment. It's pure mindfulness. But it's also beautiful. Things that initially strike us as unpleasant or annoying, like loud sirens or a truck backing up, provide a unique opportunity to reframe our way of judging good and bad sounds, or determining what is noise, what is music, and what is sound. The tagline for this show, What We Hear When We Listen, is taken from a well-known quote by John Cage, in which he reminds us that how we label sound is a judgment, not a scientific measurement. The concept of noise versus sound is entirely subjective, I would argue. It's a powerful exercise to take a negative sound experience, such as someone's snoring keeping you awake, and reframe it as a positive, or at least neutral, sound. It can be a challenge, as in that last example, but when you're confronted by an aversive sound, you can't stop or reduce in volume. What other choice do you have besides burying your head under a pillow, or blasting your own preferred sounds in an attempt to cover it in the process, starting an acoustic arms race? While at the camper, I had a chance to practice this, because while the location was certainly idyllic and rural, there were two nearby roads which contributed some fairly loud vehicle noises that could have detracted from my enjoyment of the biophonic and geophonic sounds. Instead, I tried to accept them as part of the soundscape, intrinsically part of the sound environment of that place, for better or worse. John Cage often commented that, to him, the sound of New York City traffic was one of the most stimulating and engaging soundscapes. This from a man who liked nothing better than hunting for mushrooms in the depths of nature. I wish I could say this kind of sonic acceptance translates to other parts of my life. Suffice it to say I'm working on it, but hey, we all have to start somewhere to make the world a better place. And for me, that place is sound. So try one of my favorite deep listening exercises. Listen to this soundscape that I recorded at the camper and see how many individual sound components you can identify, whether they're made by animals, people, or just the movement of the earth.
how many sounds did you find? The answer doesn't really matter because the process is the point. This mindfulness exercise, like paying attention to your breath, requires no training, is very portable, and can be used in any situation, even in silence. Burning the Thrushes is written, edited, and produced by me, Gabriel Gould. All sounds and recordings are my own. Join me next time for further adventures in listening. Mm -hmm.